0: And you'll be amazed at what comes next. Amazing. Don't worry about the smell. It's just the stars of our show, Tom Italiano.
1: Hi there. And Matt Bredshaw. Hello. Welcome. G'day, mate. (laughs) (laughs) And action. Episode 175,000 of the (laughs) Turing Circus podcast. Is it 111? I think it might be 111.
0: I think you're right. (laughs) Mm. Amazing. Look at that. It's it's almost like someone's about to fly into both of our buildings <laughs> Well, it's not quite September, no. Hmm. It's yeah. got an eleven in it. It's yeah, gotta be so- true. and it's eleven eleven AM. No. no. Oh, it was eleven sixteen where I am. Yeah, but no, I'm it's eleven. It's eleven
1: sixteen here. where
0: I am too. Shit. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. Ruin the magic. boy oh. I'm happy to lie
1: to people. Uh, I'm just uh, I'm just not very bright. Clearly that's where you were headed. If we were in the same car or room as each other right now, yeah. uh I would have probably seen your little side wink and <laughs> gone along with it. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. uh you you are back
0: from your overseas travellings. I am. Wait, just before we go any further, and it might mean we have to start recording again. <laughs> yeah. I'm hearing you through my phone.
1: No, you have to have headphones on. (laughs) I know. Yeah, not to yourself, to hear me. (laughs) How do I do that? You put your iPhone headphones into your phone like I have. (laughs) Do you know what? We're going to keep it as it is. Yes, we are. I'm going to fix the problem.
0: you find your headphones? No, it's right here. I can do oh, it. Oh great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not gonna take long. And uh it adds to the fucking mystery and majesty that is the greatest podcast on earth. Say words at Stop. me, Dom. Now, can you hear me through your headphones? Yeah, it's beautiful. You're very hey. loud. Fuck, it's like oh, being sorry. a crown. Could you just Dom's <laughs> vocals down a bit. Bit more. Bit more. Oh, That's
1: weird. You don't usually you don't usually um... Bit more.
0: Say my vocals are too loud,
1: but you say my guitar is.
0: Um, Yeah, yeah. I'm only messing with you. (laughs) Uh, It's only that your guitar, I know you you debate this fact, and you will until the kittens come home to roost, but um, your guitar does get louder over the course of the night.
1: Well, okay, so technically my guitar does not get louder. (laughs) I play play differently. That is definitely what it is. Uh. Um, at the start of the night, I play nice and light, and as the night goes on, and uh, quite often that is when we're doing the loop thing, and the doof, 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 mm. uh, I, I, I dig in more, because I'm a very, very light guitar player mm. uh, in general. But I've also helped solve this problem by having a, a treble bleed switch put into my volume knob on my guitar, so because that... you know when the, you turn the volume down on your guitar, but you lose or the brightness Yes. on an, on an electric guitar or on a, a piezo bridge. So now I've got a treble bleed in, so when I turn it down, it keeps the same tone, but the volume goes down. So.
0: Wow. So now when I dig in more, I can actually turn the volume down without it affecting the sound. <laughs> you're like a real guitarist, aren't you? I mean, obviously anyone who's ever heard you play knows you're a real guitarist, but you're like a real guitarist.
1: Uh, like you've got fucking mods and
0: fucking toys and treble bleed. I've never even heard that phrase before. It's like <sighs> it's like you've forgotten more chords than I know. It falls into that same category. Uh, I certainly don't know
1: how to play guitar anywhere near as well as I did fifteen years ago. <laughs> 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 uh, and I'm not. I'm like I'm not even joking. It's like oh I remember I used to be able to play stuff like really? that. Now. Yeah. Well,
0: I um, guess in that sense, I'm marginally better than I was 15 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> so that's nice. Yeah, I think it's just that. I mean, even the if it wasn't for the
1: fact that I had this guitar that I'd set up so that my hands don't fall off in the um, with the you know the electric guitar with the piezo bridge. Mm. Um, well, I wouldn't play. I would play electric guitar anymore.
0: Can I? Let me interject for a second. Uh interject, interrupt, I'm going to interrupt. It's not an interjection, it's an interruption. (laughs) Um, Obviously, I know what you're talking about when you say guitar so my hands don't fall off thing with a piezo bridge. Um, Can you explain it to the people at home? Because I think that shit's interesting. Sure. Um, So
1: anyone who's seen anyone play an acoustic guitar at a gig, uh, 99% of the time that guitar has um, a preamp in it and in order to electrify the acoustic guitar to be able to plug it into the PA, the way that's done is under the bridge, uh, downtown. D- yeah, <laughs> under the 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 bridge saddle of the acoustic guitar is where they have like a a transducer, and in that is a, a set of piezo crystals, and or piezo depending on where you're from,
0: and how you like to pronounce things and depending on whether you want to be patronizing or patronizing yes that's right
1: (laughs) (laughs) although i do think i do think patronizing patronizing are different aren't they
0: i think they should be
1: like if you're a patron
0: yeah exactly and if you if you patronize something it's different to patronizing it yeah yeah i think so but it's actually but it is an american english pronunciation thing as well they use they use different pronunciations for the same word if that's not being too patronizing (laughs) <laughs> Go on, crystals. So the crystals
1: are these. The, well, they these type of things. What happens is they pick up the vibrations of the string running through the guitar, right, and they rattle together, and that creates a little bit of electromagnetic energy, right, and then the the pickup magnifies that and sends it through your guitar cable into your stuff, right, and so. Um, most people assume that oh, your acoustic guitar sounds like that, that's the way it is. it is, and an electric guitar can't sound like that. But what I have in my electric guitar is exactly the same system under my electric guitar bridge, so that when I play guitar I've got two, different, two separate volume knobs, one for the electric guitar side and one for the acoustic guitar sound. So the sound that you hear from, say, your acoustic guitar at a gig um, and my electric guitar, they sound very, very similar because of the way (coughs) the sound is actually being produced, uh, is actually being picked up in the pickups, uh, which is why they're called pickups. And so a lot of people come over to me at a gig and they go, wow, how do you get your electric guitar to sound like an acoustic? And really it's not that my guitar sounds like an acoustic, it's just... Anything with piezo crystals in it sounds like that. Oh yeah, I saw that happen. The yeah. lights in Europe. Yeah. And so <clears throat> the reason why I have that is because about five years ago I was doing all these acoustic gigs and working in a bank on a computer all day, every day, and it got to a point after a couple of months where I felt like I would well I was totally losing control of my left hand. I was in constant pain and I thought, far out, I've got to do something to s- try to solve this problem, and then I thought, I wonder what these electric guitar piezo bridges, or piezo bridges, sound like, and so I got a guitar with one in it, and it turns out they sound pretty much exactly like acoustic guitars, but because the body of an electric guitar is much thinner, and the neck is thinner, and the pressure that you have to squeeze the strings at is um, much less, than the amount of Discomfort I was in holding a big electric guitar, and uh, sorry, a big acoustic guitar, and uh squeezing the fat neck of an acoustic guitar meant that uh, I wasn't under so much physical pressure all the time, and the problem in my hand went away. <coughs> and the bonus was that I had it set up so that it sounded like an electric guitar when I wanted it to.
0: Yeah, woohoo! It's very That's clever the story. And you are quite the technician as well, like as in you. So the mod you've um when you first got it you just bought it and that's what it was but the changes you've made by virtue of the fact that you are a technician and you um know almost instinctively what you need how it needs to feel and and what you need to change to make it work for you and to make it sound the way you want it to sound you you've done all that stuff as well so it's been i mean it's been a fairly long journey hasn't it Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, Well, even
1: the guitar that I started with—that first experiment guitar—that lasted maybe about a year, Mm. and um, that was configured quite differently to the one I've got now. But um, effectively, what I ended up doing is buying a new electric guitar and kitting it out with, you know, a a piezo bridge and a stereo jack and two different volume knobs for the express purpose of having a guitar that was acoustic through one channel and electric through another, or I could just take the electric to do an electric gig, should I ever play in a band, uh, or I could run it acoustically. So um, then there's all the, of course, then there's the the setup on the pedal board and whatnot, which takes a fair amount of experimentation, uh, which of course, you know, you never get, you're never going to have exactly what you want from that setup, yeah. Beca- because I think for two things, because the type of gigs you do changes all the time. So you you know maybe eighty percent of your gigs it works fine for, and then you go somewhere else and it's like, are oh, you really hear the limitations of of the rig. Sure, yeah. Uh, in a different setup, um, and I think the the other aspect is you know and you know. Well, you you really do want to be playing an acoustic guitar, but physically it's that difference between well, I could do two gigs a week week if I did an acoustic, and I couldn't be a full time user. My my body just wouldn't be able to do with it. Yeah, uh, and I know lots of I know lots of guys who I spoke. Even I played with Andy Lim last night. He was saying exactly same thing as like my he said my elbow I've got tennis elbow. Yeah, from doing all these acoustic gigs. And I was like, well, this is the solution. It's mm. not necessarily very pretty or elegant but uh it's functional
0: well so the 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 utility um just in order to get through life is actually quite important
1: Ah, <laughs> oh, absolutely so. well, you how often do you hear about people who you know have got a normal job and they're you know they've got a bad back and they've got you know sore neck and bad shoulders because they sit at a desk all day it's it's very um you know it's the idea of if you do something 25 to 30 hours a week, it's going to have physical ramifications. Yeah. So, even playing guitar. Yeah, of course. Um, and playing guitar and singing at the same time and then having to do it on whatever seat or stand in any particular position on stage that's really not your choice. Dude, absolutely. Your, you know, um, so even you know when you and I do a gig at the pub and I sit on one chair and you go outside to get a different one because you know that's more comfortable for you
0: yeah yeah um it's not more comfortable for my ass because the one you sit <laughs> on has got padding but <laughs> but yeah okay it's more but, comfortable as- for my for positioning just because they well, slant those- they slide backwards so much and uh, i can't as in the the seat cushion angles down towards the back and i yeah yeah i don't like well it.
1: even even uh i know those those stools that you bought um you oh, know, yeah for when we might do corporate cruise, and they're they're perfect height for you because you're like a good three or four inches taller than me. But I sit on them and I look like <laughs> I look like a kid on a, on a swing <laughs> at a park. And so I literally, I literally have to sit on, uh, lean on the very, lean my butt on the very edge and have one foot on the ground and then use the other for the pedals.
0: Well, that's it, That's exactly how I felt yeah. on those those stools yeah. at the pub. So, um, <clears throat> uh, going back just very briefly, uh, kind of going back. Um, yeah, in the sense that I was uh, speaking about you as a technician, which um, uh, in its own way is a compliment. It takes me uh, um, to a different place, which is it's two things here. One is that um uh, I hmm, let me phrase this. I don't, why am I thinking about it yeah. so much? Um, <clears throat> Uh-oh. I don't give you enough compliments. Like we play together all the time and uh, I am constantly um, uh, amazed and impressed and I, I, I love playing with you and I love listening to you play and I love listening to you sing. And um, I need to do better better at just not taking the people around me for granted because you are so good and it comes, I know you would probably say it doesn't come naturally, but from, from anyone, from an audience perspective, or even from my perspective, listening to you, it just, it's so effortless and seamless and, and magical that in fact, that's just what he does. And so when someone like when the precedent set, I think sometimes maybe we forget how good, and valuable the people are around us. So in a kind of a public forum, I just um, want to remind you just how fucking amazing (laughs) I think you are. Thank you. Look, and hey, let me
1: interject slash interrupt. (coughs) Um, It's important. I think the important thing that out of what you just said is not that you feel like you should, um, you know, compliment people more and take people, uh, uh, appreciate people more, but the fact that you forgot. That I... (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean you forgot? No. Um, Mate, you keep... I've been playing with you since uh, 2002, so the fact that you keep booking me for gigs is uh, a weekly reminder to me that you appreciate
0: what I do. Ah, now that's... Okay. (laughs) And I know you're kind of being a bit glib. I'm
1: not even joking. I'm like, man,
0: you know... Uh, I'm going to come back to another thing about you in a minute, but um, on that very point, that um, is how pub managers look at booking entertainment. Like, uh, and I'm, I'm sure we've spoken about it on here before, but the the way a the way a pub manager. Um, expresses their uh, their estimation of your value is by rebooking you. F- I can count on, I don't know, maybe both hands and both feet, the number of times a venue manager has thanked me at the end of a gig or said good job or, you know, whatever. I mean, so, you know, the elephant wheelbarrow for me is a classic example of that. I've been playing, I'm in my seventh year of playing there on a Thursday night. Yeah. Um, uh, that's not because I'm cheap or, you know, that that's obviously because they value what I do there. Um, interestingly, the venue manager there, it's only been literally in the last two months that he has, he actually goes out of his way now to give me compliments and he did it again last night. Obviously, I've just had three weeks off and, and it was in no way denigrating, and he said this, in no way denigrating any of the people that covered for me while I was away but yep. just really glad to have you back and, you know, everyone was fine that you booked for us, but they're not you. Yeah, yeah. And people don't say that stuff very much. So you saying, mate, the fact that you keep booking me for gigs, that's actually not, it's not good enough. And I know you're saying it oh. laughingly and all that so but it's not. <laughs> it's not, I, I you know, because <clears throat> you're also my best mate. So... Uh, you know any sort of implication that the reason I book you is because you're be- my best mate, um, is is, I mean that's absolutely part of it. But you know what I oh, mean? Oh, is it really? I don't I don't think that was true. You're you're, <laughs> you know I, I, I fucking I love working with you. I love listening to you. And and so the thing I was going to come back to, and it happened while I was away, um, uh, while I was in Greece and meeting a you know meeting a few people that I hadn't met before. Oh, I'll, I'll come back to another story about that too. Um, Great. and then being in London and meeting people there who I'd not spoken with before. Um, and then certainly being in Russia and meeting new friends there. Uh, and you know, so what do you do in Australia? I'm a musician. And so, Oh, okay. So, so what sort of gigs do you play? And then getting to talk about you. So, well, I do solo stuff and I do, I do a couple of different duos. I do a, I do a duo called touring circus with my, with my best mate, Dom, um, Uh, and, okay, so do you write anything? Uh, I kind of, I write songs when Dom books a gig and says, you're coming to do this gig with me and you need to do three new songs for it. And then I write two, you know, in the 24 hours (laughs) leading up to the gig. Um, Dom, and then I get to talk about you. And it's, it's, that's what's brought me back to, fuck, I actually need to tell Dom this stuff. Because I think maybe we, I think we probably all do that a little bit. We can can easily talk in glowing terms about someone to a third party, but maybe we don't say it to the person in question. Um, so to be, however far away it is, fourteen thousand kilometres away, uh, in a different country, and say "fuck," you've got to you've got to check out my mate Dom. He's just released his new album. It's fucking amazing. Find him on Spotify. He like such an incredibly talented songwriter. Just writes beautiful you know just all the all the glowing stuff that um we don't necessarily say to the to the actual person so it and it's really nice and 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 I I often talk about you in those terms with other people and it, it makes me feel really good and and proud like being proud of being proud of people being proud of people you care about is a really nice feeling
1: oh it's awesome
0: yeah yeah, I
1: so, yeah. it's pretty cute So well um Thanks for being proud of me. That is one of the nicest things anyone could ever say about you. Yeah. I I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do think that, I do understand what you mean. Like, you know, we just show up to, you know, we show up to work uh, and, you know, every time we we work together and we, you know, we try and do the best job we can and we just so happen to be lucky enough to be hanging out with our friends and uh, having a good time doing it Uh, most of the time. And uh, you do. I don't know if you take it for granted because I don't feel like I do, but there is that some factors like, you know, it's just what we do. Is yeah. It? We we get to hang out with. There's a there's an element. I was just I was <coughs> talking to someone last night about it actually, that generally. It seems to have been like when I was younger, there were a lot. The music scene was, I guess there were a lot more gigs and there were a lot more rock stars in that sense of their their ego and what they were the reason why they were being musicians seemed to be um inflated as opposed to their ability sure and i I feel like a lot of those people well most of them that i was aware of are not no longer playing they're no longer musicians yeah yeah um and whether that's because the scene's shrunk and it's harder for them to get work or or the lifestyle or you know their life situation's changed, I'm sure it's a combination of all that stuff. But um, I do think there's an element of it seems to me that the majority of people who are still in the business are actually the people who are easy to get, get along with. And that seems to be the people who are easy to get along with are also the better musicians. Um, yeah. As a general, as a general rule, Dude, Like you know, it seems to me like the the people that I play with regularly that are the absolute easiest to deal with, um, and not wrestling with any musical um, uh, deficiencies that they have to kind of try to cover up with being flamboyant or prima donna ish or like you know, which is not to say that you know. You or I or any of the people we play with can't have our prima donna moments. Or prima donna moments. Oh, good. Uh, very good. Um, but generally, it's like no, like it's, the, and so I do think. I guess what I'm getting to is like I do think we tend to take for granted the fact that most of the people we play with are super high quality musicians simply because when we don't make it about the musicianship, it's about I guess it's about the hang with with good people and if you work with good people um, it just generally seems to be like they're also good musos
0: yeah uh, look I think probably the biggest battle that anyone has just in general in their lives is with their own ego isn't it so ah,
1: oh, sure yeah, <laughs> yeah if you can
0: push yeah. that if you can manage to I don't know push it aside or deal with it or um, yeah uh, that, that, I think that goes a long way certainly towards building a, a, a well-rounded musician as well you know you 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 can just take you you kind of take yourself out of the equation and concentrate on on the stuff that's actually important, like you know musicianship, and don't be a shit person.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, those two things, interestingly, those two things are really hard to stay on top of. Is like don't be a shit person and you know be a good musician. If you're an alcoholic, or if you're if you're a cokehead or a smackhead, those it's really hard. Even if you're a good muzo, it's very hard to be. A good muzo muzo at the gig, if you're wasted, yeah, or if you're mentally all over the joint, or if you can't speak to people properly, yeah, it's, it's actually really, and it's it must be even harder for those people to communicate with um, non musos in the sense of either people in the crowd or um, or venue managers and staff, yeah. So people who can moderate their behaviour um, and you know be a good hanger as as we like to say in the biz um they tend to just be yeah i mean i i think you get to you you just automatically can play
0: better and sing better and you're easy to hang out with <laughs> so yeah it's funny because i went you know i went back to my to gigging last night um for the first time in three weeks and uh none of the none of the regulars were there for the for the first set of my gig, so I was it's kind of like just walking into <clears throat> although I'm comfortable in that venue because I've worked there for so long um still when you get up in front of a room full of strangers, there's still a room full of strangers yeah they don't know that you're there every week, so there's the inherent comfort of I understand my surroundings, but that is to a Uh, to a vast extent kind of negated by the fact that here's a room full of people who don't know me. Um, But even, and this comes with experience, uh, even while I was setting up, um, I'm kind of watching the room and gauging where these people's heads are at and what, what, what stage they're at in their night, you know, if they're just finishing their meals or if they're, you know, they've clearly all got pints of Guinness on the table in front of me and uh, and they're drawing pictures of vaginas, which is what they were, which is what they were doing. They were having a and competition they... to see who could draw the best vagina. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what cost,
1: what were their um, criteria? That must have been, well, that must have been interesting to see what people value.
0: <laughs> you know what people think a good one is. Well, one yeah. of the guys was. Very, very Irish, and I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna purport to do a, a, an Irish accent. But what he did, kept yelling quite, quite loudly, was, I want to see vulva. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So, uh, point being that, um, <laughs> from, from the conversation I just had with the venue manager of. The other people were great, but they're not you. Um, and, and and kind of went in the vein of, uh, it's not just about the playing and the singing; it's about the entertaining and the engaging. Yeah. yeah. So from the word go, because I'd already just even briefly had a conversation with these guys and tipped a wave to these people over here, um, they were in from the from the fucking first first verse of the first song. Um. That, that's absolutely, that's, that's experience. And it's also yeah. just being, certainly not having an ego about it. Like I don't, I don't, I took my pants off on stage last night. Like I don't care. <laughs> At the end of the gig, the manager said, why'd you take your pants off? I said, cause I, th- I thought we'd get another round out of them if I did that. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, it was really nice to be back. Um, my voice was shit house. Uh, big fucking breaks in the middle like and well, not you just not high notes just, but just notes that weren't there like uh yeah but you've had you've had
1: uh three weeks of uh well probably two and a half weeks of uh indulging and then the last couple of days you probably wound down a bit in russia but then you got an air airplane for 24 hours and
0: uh all, right, that, all, russia that, all, wasn't, all that stuff russia wasn't the wind down <laughs> All right, well, there you go. <laughs> um, yeah, so, um, so well, I think I said it. I don't know if I said it to you, but I certainly said it to someone. Um, relaxed but not rested. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is fine. Yeah. Um, we haven't talked about Russia, have we? No, no. Uh, I, I don't know how long this has been going. I, let, I don't want to hold you up for too half long, an you've probably Half an hour so far. Big day ahead of you. Um, we'll get to your big day. Uh, uh, let me quickly tell you about um, Russia. I... Uh briefly toyed with the idea because people told me I should go to St. Petersburg because obviously I flew into Moscow. Um, yep. uh, I didn't go to St. Petersburg um, simply because I could have spent two weeks just in Moscow and still not seen everything there was to see. It's a fucking beautiful city. Yeah. Um. Uh, you know, just churches as far as the eye can see, but, you know, of course being... Um, russian orthodox uh like fairy tale fairy tale churches yeah 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 um just amazing and like uh, beautiful big wide streets when they need to be wide and then little sort of you know back alleyways and uh, you know you can see the throwbacks to the to the soviet era but everything's really well kept it's it was clean and Uh, aside from the fact that, you know, there was protests and people got arrested, (laughs) Um, you know, there was uh, no hint of trouble and and except for that day where, fuck me, the police and army were literally lining the streets and linked arms so people couldn't come through the barricades and stuff.
1: Because they're protesting, aren't they, because of the election stuff and and they've got all these kind of rules around, um, you know, who can be nominated and... Yes. Is that, is, or who, you know, who qualifies for nomination, of course, yes. and it's massively slanted against anyone uh, who's not currently
0: in power. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. Um so that was, you know, that was a bit of an eye opener. Uh I didn't see any trouble. Um but uh given that I made some local friends, so my very first day I made I went to a uh a coffee house, little tiny 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 place like you know 4 4 5 metres across and and not very much deeper than that and um guy working behind the counter there uh great english very uh very considered english so he actually speaks english quite slowly because um not being his native language he's kind, he's kind of you can see him kind of thinking of the words as the as the yeah. sentences are being formed yeah. but Never a word out of place. Uh, awesome. Yeah, and just a fucking really lovely guy. So I ended up staying there that, that first day um, for three hours chatting with him. And oh, then, cool. you know, and then you get a big influx of guests and I'd fucking write, you know, my daily Facebook blog. Uh, and then he'd get rid of them. And um, while he was making – and he's, he's so – kind of deliberate and precise the same as his language so, it's so actually maybe it's more about him than it is about uh the way he speaks english but when he was making coffee it was so perfectly ordered and precise and ah he, right you know yeah. even when he even when he's pouring water into the filter thing he's got this kind of motion that like his left hand and his right hand are doing this kind of <laughs> symbiotic motion to and he's just pouring water over coffee in a filter it's And I sent him a message while he was doing that. And I, you know, I heard his phone go ding while I was sending him this message, just saying, dude, it's like watching fucking ballet. This
1: is,
0: (laughs) and, uh, yeah, two hours later when he finished his shift, he sent me a message to just say, wow, that's really lovely. I've never heard that before. So it's kind of really cute. Um, but he invited me to a birthday party with some friends of his that night. So like all of a sudden, you know, I've been in the country fucking 12 hours and, uh, 10 hours of that was sleeping. Um, (laughs) <laughs> and I, you know, I've made a friend, and I'm going to a going to a birthday party. Um, I didn't actually meet the birthday boy that night. Um, and <laughs> his party, and they didn't speak to. Him. Well, it was in a it was in a bar. Um, yeah, right. So, uh, we we this guy Sasha and his mate Dima, uh, and I just sat in the corner and just chatted for fucking six hours. And at some point, the birthday boy arrived, like two hours after we got there, the birthday boy arrived. And um, I said, should we go and say hello? And Sasha said, uh, yeah, he's a bit weird. Oh, look, I'll go and say hello. You, you can stay here. Diva didn't get up at all. So so this is something I, I didn't write about on Facebook because it felt a bit uh, public, and this is too, but it's somehow a bit more kind of closed and... Intimate. Yeah. Um, what I wrote in my Facebook post about meeting these guys, and particularly the, this other guy Dimmer, whose English was also just fucking amazing. Um, uh, when I said that we, in my Facebook post, I think I I, I said, um, we, uh, you know, we kind of had deep, long, interesting, but really relatable conversations. Um, the relatable part was that I ended up having a conversation with Dimmer about his depression and the the anti-anxiety meds that he was on. It's like, fuck me, I'm in a completely different part of the world that in, in so many ways, certainly to us here or, or fucking to almost anywhere else in the world because Russia just has all that history, but all the connotations that go along with it and the protests and fucking, you know, army and riot gear. Um, yeah. Yeah, that here is someone on the other side of the world that is dealing with all the same, all the same pressures, all the same uh, stuff that everyone does. You know, and and maybe there are other parts of the world where you would still consider that to be a first world problem. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if you're yeah. fucking starving on the plains of Africa in the middle of a drought, you're probably not worrying about where you're going to get money for your depression medication. Um, But, you know, I was in in Russia having a conversation with this guy that I've had with so many people here. It was really quite, um, I don't know, amazing even, kind of. It shouldn't be the right word. I shouldn't be surprised. It was interesting and kind of grounding. I don't know. I can't quite express it. Um but yeah yeah like a, a really uh, uh, and I guess he probably felt maybe he felt safe talking to me about it as well because I was a relative stranger and yeah, it is nice to course. kind of share this yeah. stuff. Yeah. But gee it was it was I felt um really pleased that he felt he could talk to me for whatever the reasons were and maybe it yeah. was just that I was a stranger. But but maybe it's because over the journey, I've been told a few times that I'm a good listener. Um, you know, it was really nice. It was speaking of ego, it was nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I can.
1: I can understand that. I can understand how interesting it is, and well, potentially confronting it is to be in a completely different part of the world, and um, and be presented with that idea that well, people that. Speak a different language, who live in a different culture, um, are just like other people you know. Yeah, because it's it's the interesting thing about you know um, the the idea of you know whether it's racism or, or it's um, intersectionality or any of that stuff, and the realization that people are people are really similar. They're so similar in the way that what's important to people. And in order to give people, you know, meaning in their life, that's very, that's we share we um, very common needs in that way. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't really matter if you're uh, you know if you if you're into sport or if you're an artist or you know what what it is the uh, I guess the um, the individual intricacies of how you go about working out what matters to you but the things about like how you spend your time do you do purposeful work do you feel like you know you've got um you've had milestones in your life and then you can see the next milestones coming all those kind of things that you're exactly right the people who just scrounging up enough food to eat Don't really have time to worry about, but when you've got all those bases covered, you start thinking about this other stuff. Yeah, and it doesn't matter where you're out of the world if you're in that position. They that stuff really can set you up or knock you down. Yep. Um,
0: Yeah. um, Existential crises. Fuck me.
1: Yeah, but I find it. I mean, I find it interesting too that the um, just things like I even saw. I don't go on the old Facebooks much um you know to browse but you know occasionally I'll, and I, I follow a lot of pages so I don't get a lot of what I rec- I, I don't know about anyone else I, I don't know anyone else's feed but I'd say 70% of my feed is from pages I follow yeah um not from people who post yeah yeah and there was something that uh there was a a, a page posted something that was a Jim Carrey quote um and he said something along the lines of paraphrasing, like, I totally do believe in depression. But if you don't sleep enough, exercise, eat nutritious food, um, absorb ideas that are good for you, then you're up you're already up against it. Yep. And it's so interesting that, you know, I would imagine the people that in the places that you visited, you know, same kind of thing, like, you know. What, what, what are we doing? What are they doing with our lives? How similar are their lives to ours? And you'd find that, well, on the other side of the world, they're living quite similarly. Yeah. Um, and that's, yeah, it's really interesting.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it, I I had a really lovely time. That's, that's the bottom line. And I had a really lovely time because I'm... Um, you can go somewhere and look at beautiful things and say, this is incredible. And certainly I'm lucky to be here. Um, But then the other part of it is uh, it's always about people for me. It's, it's part of why it's part of why I still um, go to gigs and, um, I mean, you know, obviously the main reason I go to gigs is 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 to earn a living. But um, the reason I still enjoy going to gigs is because I get to kind of meet people and talk to them. And although they're not the sorts of conversations I have with these guys, because I don't sit around for six hours, you know, drinking vodka. Um, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, well, that's something else I wrote in, in my Facebook post, and it was certainly in relation to meeting those three guys and and the girl I went on a um, walking tour with. Um, uh, and, she like, she and I have messaged a few times backwards and forwards since I got home as well. Like, they they, they actually feel like friendships, which is quite amazing because, yeah. I mean, there's a fairly good chance I'll never see any of these people again. Yeah. Um,
1: Dude, I still message occasionally with people that I met for 4 hours in Croatia when I was in there with Anna 3 years ago. Yeah, right. Yeah, like you know, we we were on a boat. We went out on a you know, a day trip for 4 hours. Yeah. Like, yeah, so you do uh, there is something about the the way that traveling bonds you together. Those of being in a di- different place together.
0: Yeah. yeah yeah, yeah it makes sense and 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 you know i mean i i certainly it's it's easy to romanticize um which isn't quite the right word but it'll do um those brief encounter friendships that you make because you certainly in Russia i was uh isolated i mean not not lonely um and not alone per se but away from everything else here away from my family away from all my friends and all that sort of thing and so then all of a sudden you're you, you've got like, you know, my circle of friends in Russia was four, including, yeah. you know, um, whereas here it's fuck knows. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, like they it felt like they felt like real connections, which was fucking lovely. Yeah. And, and made my experience there, uh, I don't know, somehow that much more profound. And it's, it, yeah. it is nice to share stuff with people.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah.
0: It was good. Great. Awesome, man. And I do recommend um people going there, uh going to going to Russia. I mean, Moscow is a is a very affluent um well-kept city and not all of Russia is like that. So, again, you know, it's so you know, I've been to I've been to Germany, I've been to France. Um what I mean is, I've been to Berlin, I've been to Paris. You know what I <laughs> yes. mean? It's that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I've only seen Moscow, but um, uh, if... oh exactly.
1: I mean, like people come to Australia, they go, they come to Melbourne, but well, they go to Melbourne, but they don't come down to Lara or Norlane or Curio.
0: <laughs> oh shit! I, I missed, I missed being able to get a screenshot of the uh, of the map in the back of the airplane seat coming in here because um, uh, as we're coming into Melbourne, um, you know that the 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 map gets kind of sm- bigger and bigger, magnified the closer you get. Fuck me. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) And the two places that were featured on the map, literally it's just, it's a a graphic of the aeroplane coming in and it says Melbourne, 10 kilometres, Lara, 32 kilometres. What? Yes.
1: Right, <laughs> oh, maybe I may wonder if that's
0: because of Avalon, because of the other airport. Yeah, but maybe no, it would
1: be weird. How yeah. funny!
0: They were literally yeah. the only two places highlighted on the map as it got into sort would of it, that scope. Wouldn't it be wacky if um, what you actually saw there was they are so
1: they have so much information specifically on Map Bradshaw that they can <laughs> they can even feed that data into the uh, airplane map. As you're <laughs> landing back into Melbourne, uh, wouldn't be surprised. Well. would be
0: surprised. Hey, I got detained at Bangkok Airport.
1: Oh, what'd you do wrong?
0: Yeah, I, it's um, I, I I got off got off the flight in Bangkok, uh, changed line, so I had to get my bags. So I had to go through passport control to get my bags off the first flight and recheck in. And I was catching Jetstar back here. Yep. Through passport control. To come off the other plane. Everything's fine. Um, Check my bag in. Uh, She upgrades me. (laughs) Uh, Anyway. Uh, That sounds like I was about to tell a a checking out of an Indonesian hotel um, story, didn't it? That wasn't what I meant. Um, uh, Anyway. um, Oh, right, let me quickly tell that bit. Um, she upgraded me because I was way down the back with the chickens, and I said, "How full is the flight?" And she said, "It's full, but I can move you up to a better seat." So, um, uh, I'll put you in row thirteen, which is just behind business class, and um, it's a window seat. And I got there, and it was just in front of a bulkhead, and no window. Right. <laughs> like literally the, like a window seat that didn't have a freaking window. <laughs> and then a big dude next to me um, from Tasmania <laughs> uh, uh, who coughed a bit and then said yeah I've got this throat infection it's like oh, <laughs> oh, great. I don't want to be on a flight next to you for 8 fucking hours anyway um, I'm fine although maybe that's why <laughs> I sang so shit last night uh, Bangkok airport oh yeah and so then I go to go through passport control to get on to the next flight and uh the guy's looking a bit flummoxed and um, oh, just just put your hand there and fingerprints, yeah, because you know, the electronic fingerprint yeah. scanner, yep, and he's still he's flipping through my passport and he's looking at my boarding pass and like a couple of minutes goes by and I said, is there a problem? He said, no, no, no. Okay, and that wasn't me doing uh, language. <laughs> that was actually the noise he made. Um, yeah. And then he calls someone over and he waves my passport at them and girl pulls me out of line and said, "You come with me. <laughs> okay. Uh, I said, what's going on? And she said, you you go with the boss. So he, she points to another guy and he takes me off to a room. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, and I said, what, what's happening? And he says, no data in the system. Said, what does that mean? He said, no data in the system. <laughs> okay, great. So it took him almost 45 minutes to. Wow. So you're like born identity here. <laughs> 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 Board identity. Um, <laughs> yeah, fuck. I, I don't know. I don't know what that means. I mean, I've got a passport and it, it's got stamps and I'd be fucked if I know. Yeah. Well, I'm- it's
1: be what, well, it'd be one of those bloody big interconnected systems that know exactly where you've been ever, forever on that passport number. Yeah. And it's not coming up in their system when they're, like, putting you through.
0: Yeah, very yeah. weird. Yeah. Yeah, so... I mean, I had a, it was about, I think, a three and a half hour layover. So it was only, as it was heading up to sort of three quarters of an hour of me sitting in this room. <laughs> I mean, no one yeah, had strapped on a glove yet. Um, eh. Shame. Um, but, um, <laughs> you know, any port in storm. storm. Um, yeah, when was I, your last prostate exam? I've never had one. Oh, well, yeah. Uh, not that, I, a, not that f- I've paid for anyway. You're almost 40 now, Matt. You've got to get one. Uh, haven't I told that story? About going to the going to my doctor and me saying to him, Should have I am I getting to the age now where I should start <laughs> doing this? And he said, oh, do you want to? And I said, Not really. Uh-huh. And he said, Let's not worry about it then. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh. Doctors, hey? Ha huh. Fuck it hell. Oh, my dad's that's in funny. hospital.
1: Oh great. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that's yeah. a good place for him to be if he's not well yeah fucking hell oh, jesus what's wrong
0: uh same thing gastric bleed okay. from the from yeah. the yeah from the wound from the surgery yeah fuck so oh, that was the new dude. i landed and sent mum a message to say landed and she said things aren't good here I was like, no. oh fuck oh, jesus yeah yeah oh, no. that's that's all a bit shit um he he sounded he actually didn't sound real good at all last night when i spoke with him um so he's been there for a couple of days and is likely to be there for another couple of days. Wow! And mum's shoulder is so arthritis. I mean, mum's mum's been arthritic forever. You know, she had both her yeah. knees replaced, and you know, and she's eighty eighty three now. So and had a heart attack recently. So she's not really in the position to go under a GA and get a shoulder reconstruction. Yeah but she kind of can't lift her arm I think she's given up driving oh wow. like she uh, just you know it, it um you, I mean you know when you know you know when yeah, you, yeah when you know stuff and and if you' if you care at all about particularly when it comes to you know driving a, a lethal weapon at people um to make a rational well. decision but. I are can, you saying? I are can you saying that your, mo- your
1: mum's just gone? I'm too old for this shit. Is that
0: what you're <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So she fell on Danny Glover at it. Yeah, yeah. She wasn't sitting on a toilet at the time. Oh wait, was he sitting on a toilet at the time? No, that was a uh, different. In... No, that's the same. That's uh,
1: Little Weapon it's... Number, t- yeah. number two. <laughs> ah,
0: very good. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. It's you know I can hold the wheel and I can steer and all that sort of thing, but. If I had to take emergency evasive action for whatever reason, I wouldn't be able to, yeah. and yeah. I might fucking kill someone. Yeah, I've paraphrased my mum quite dramatically there. She didn't use any that's, of that um, language, but that's clearly well, what's going on. Going on.
1: I guess so. That shows that shows how still completely aware of what she's up to. Yeah, You know what I mean, because a lot of a lot of people go, "Well, I'm not going to," you know their ego might get in the way and they're like I'm not going to give up that this is my freedom I can do what I want right, right. but if you're sitting oh, there going Dude, absolutely
0: uh, yeah I'm I mean we've, not up to this. we've all seen the stories about you know pensioners hitting the accelerator instead of the brake it's like a, and yeah. in in Adelaide it's every other day that that happens <laughs> <laughs> some person in their late 70s puts their car through a plate glass window in a oh like God. a strip shop like in a local yeah. suburban Well, it happens. It
1: happens. It happens down in uh, Geelong, but that's you know teenagers trying to get a
0: an ATM. um, (laughs) ATM. (laughs) Yeah. Ah dear. Uh, What's on for you today? Um, I
1: did a couple of hours of admin this morning. Uh, Oh, all right then. A couple more to do because I haven't done any for two weeks because I've been working
0: on the house. and your and, uh, newest single came out today. Is that
1: right? Uh yes, yes. I kind of well, it's not so much that I'm looking at it like they're singles, although they are single songs. Yes. Um, I just had this idea that I would uh, put one on the old streaming stuff every two weeks until the album came out at the end of November. I thought it. Um, yeah. Right.
0: Yes. Of course.
1: So the idea being that well. Uh, that I would, you know, do a video here and there and and do some Facebook Lives and whatnot. But obviously that was all the plan and I'd put that in place before um, we decided to buy a house and move house. Yeah. And so um, I've still got that plan in place but I haven't been able, really been able to dedicate as much time to, you know, promotion stuff. But the the upshot is that I did pick this... I, I, I did pick, the, like, a long enough time frame so... You know what, in three weeks we move house and then when we set up that place within two weeks, I'll have an opportunity to at least do some stuff for the last six releases. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, um and I really wanted to have the, the songs out um by the end of this year. I didn't want to do that thing where like oh you put it out and um you put one song out and then another one out four months later like they do with the singles. Because yeah, I yeah. kind of figured, I I really have in my mind that the thing to do is just to keep making music. So, you know, to which is why I'm still been doing some writing and and working on kind of the next thing. Yeah. Uh, while this is coming out, so yeah.
0: good for you, man. Uh, <clears throat> like that's that's impressive in itself that that you've got the tenacity to kind of while you're. Uh, i mean on the one hand well that project's done but of course it's not while you're still getting it out there and still promoting it and all that sort of thing so to still be writing in the process or in the in the same time frame as doing the other thing is it's it's that's impressive
1: well i just think for me with that stuff it's like I, i i very much always up until the last ep that i did um I just always really held on, really, that I wanted to be in a band and I wanted to do, I wanted to be the guitar player in a band that did some singing and that we all wrote together. And I really wanted that to be how, and what I realized is that um, because of all that stuff and how hard that is to do, particularly when you're not 20 anymore, when, you know, no one's got your responsibilities and all yeah, yeah. like, that kind of stuff, um, it got to a point where I realized that all that, my ideal of what I wanted was stopping me from actually making music yes mate and some sometimes you just have to go well it's also really important to make the music and if if that means you have to be Domitelliano the solo guy just bloody well do it because uh, otherwise you look back on your life and you'll never have made any music yeah um or you will have made some but you have made much less than you could have uh, and I also kind of th- tend to think that the more you go out and do those projects, by you know which are the Domitaniada projects, you incidentally end up doing things like working with Damien for three weeks, and then you coming to the studio, and Greta coming into the studio, Rosie coming in. You end up making music with people anyway, um, which is kind of what you want to be doing. Yeah. So, uh, what I what I don't want it to do is like, oh, that's this project done, and now I need six months off. Yeah, that's right. You know to write some songs. And I do notice that with a lot of the people who are in, say, the country scene, they put out an album and they tour it, tour it and tour it and tour it,
0: right? That's the old model. That's what everyone did.
1: Yeah, and then they're like, okay, well, now I've got to do another record, but I haven't spent any time writing. Yeah. Um, and, And I guess, you know, my life's different too. So those kind of, you know, a lot of those guys are out Friday, Saturday nights going on tour and I'm at work. So I've got to be a different type of original
0: music artist than what's standard so yeah uh, yeah, I know speaking of Rosie that she launched her new her new page yesterday yeah or the yeah. last couple of days yeah I think
1: yeah, I noticed that too, which is great because um, yeah I mean' it's, it's great because when m- making music is important to you, you will find every reason in the, under the sun to get distracted by doing something. That's more immediate. Yeah, like the gig that's on tonight, you have to do that before you write your next song because it's on tonight. But the reality is that that you you never end up doing anything because oh, no, of the thing that
0: happens tonight. That's that's me in a nutshell. Actually, this is this is <coughs> me in a nutshell.
1: Uh, well, the thing that people like <laughs> yourself and Rosie as well, um, I kind of put into that category of um, people who are really really good. Get asked to do a lot of stuff, as well. So you get this scenario where like people want to work with you, or they want you to come and do stuff for them. And like whether it's you know you doing you when you um, you know musical directing, and then hey, can you come and help me on this masters project? And then you've got you know your other stuff, and then uh, with RAV and the address to chill. And then once you spend one day a month. On all of that stuff, well, that's five, six, seven days taken up, and then your days off for the month. Yeah. Um, Or you've crammed them in, but that's the thing. Like you know, if you you know, good people get asked to do a lot of stuff, and Rosie's in that same thing. She's you know, she sings with everybody and does stuff with everyone else, but at the end of the day, she hasn't done the music that she's wanted to make. Yeah, it's uh, Um,
0: doing doing the work and just doing the gigs. Uh, I mean, depending on what your intention is, but it doesn't leave much of a legacy, does it?
1: Well, it's. I mean, it's more. I mean, that's what everyone, everyone's job is too. I mean, every, you know, we. That's what we do for a job, um, and so you know, Danny, who's the plumber next door, or you know, the Sparky down the road, or Cat, who works, you know, at AGL in the office. You know, people spend forty hours a week at work, and then. Another 20 hours a week getting to and from work on at 20, but you know, Mm. two hours a day. Um, Yeah, fuck it. No wonder people, you know, get to the end of a year and go, Oh, I didn't do that hobby of mine that I really wanted to do. And it's because on Saturday and Sunday, Saturday they were wiped out because they were knackered from work all week. And Sunday they had to do the laundry. (laughs) Yeah. So I completely, I completely understand it. Um, And I think that, um, yeah, it's just got to a point for me where I'm like, oh, if I, you know, I can wait for the ideal thing, uh, but that won't happen. So, uh, yeah, you you got to just keep plugging through.
0: Well, my yeah, well, my immediate thing that I have to plug through is doing all the paperwork. So, I think I <laughs> I updated everyone. I think I paid everyone yesterday up to date um, for the time I've been away. Uh, you may disabuse me of that notion. <laughs> have I forgotten to uh, pay you for something?
1: Um, no, but I, I haven't invoiced you for the gig I did while you were away.
0: So uh, you can't pay me for an invoice I haven't sent you. Mm, shit um, <laughs> uh But I have to invoice for the last two weeks uh, and, and I invoice a week in advance usually as well. Um, so I haven't done that. I'm just looking, I'm looking at my side long at my calendar here.
1: <laughs>
0: so I've, uh, the, the bonus with that is I've paid people for gigs uh, that I haven't been paid for yet, which means when the money comes in, it's fucking it mine, all mine, and I can <laughs> roll about in a, on my bed Scrooge McDuck style. Uh, you'll have to get um, some coins then. I will, and some sacks with dollar signs
1: on them. <laughs> yeah, nice. Um, well, you can you can do that yourself with a marker. I can. Yeah, if you're naked on your bed. Yeah. Oh, dear. Okay, oh, Is that the end of our conversation? I think it probably should be. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. You, uh, you go and do your paperwork. But before you do that, send me the audio for this and I'll put it up on uh, the old thing. Thanks, pal. Sorry for being a day um, late.
0: I woke up yesterday morning and thought, oh, fuck, it's Thursday.
1: Uh, I just thought we weren't doing it because of life.
0: <laughs> um,
1: so I'm glad we have. And the next one we do, we'll do from your car next week.
0: Oh, yeah, Woo. shit. We're back on... Uh... Yeah,
1: we're back. We're back on geek times. Oh, ah. It's exciting. I'm looking forward it to it. It is.
0: Wait, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Sorry, i uh, <laughs> looking at the... Uh, good. Yes. All right.
1: Yeah. But Thanks. I'll see you tomorrow night.
0: Fuck yeah, you will. Fifth all Brother. Right, fifth right, Brother. I'm gonna press, it's I'm gonna with press Irish bags. All right, fine. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a lot of biscuits. Ah.
1: Hey.
0: <laughs> well done, son.